Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to That Won't Preach. We've got another great episode lined up today as we continue discussing COVID-19's impact on the church and the world at large. I'm Paul T. Johnson. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast where we shoot straight and embrace gospel truth with an open heart. Please don't forget to like this podcast and subscribe so you can stay up to date on our newest episodes. You can also visit my website, paultjohnson.org, and subscribe there as well. All right, I'm excited to have Jeremiah Johnson join me today. Jeremiah travels extensively in the United States as a speaker, a prophetic voice in the body of Christ. He's a gifted author, preacher, teacher, secret prankster, and he's also my older brother. For more information on Jeremiah's ministry, you can check out jeremiahjohnson.tv. Jeremiah, thank you so much for joining me today. Paul, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm doing well. Looking forward to our time today. Jeremiah, what we're talking about today is last week's episode, we discussed what we call COVID culture. It's a phrase I coined, and it's talking about the virus and its effect upon the body of Christ. Really, what's not deadly or damaging is the virus itself, but it's what comes with the virus that has been so detrimental to the body of Christ and to the world. We discuss things like fear, anxiety, isolation, depression, just the whole host of things that came with COVID. That's what we call COVID culture because it's undoubtable that COVID has changed our culture and I think much to the negative. So in talking about COVID culture, I want to ask you personally before we get to some of that, what was 2020 like for you personally? Yeah, Paul, that's a great language there. I know over the summer in 2020, I had had a dream one night where God really revealed COVID-19 to me as a Trojan horse. I actually saw a large Trojan horse that was placed in the middle of the United States, and out of the back of it uh, was fear, as you said, there was hate, there was greed, That was really uh, one of the major things that God was talking to me about. So I'd have to agree with you that COVID-19 was just merely a Trojan horse. And then really, it wasn't about the virus. It was about the fear, the hatred, the Mm -hmm. greed. Even behind the vaccines, I believe that there's a spirit of greed, big pharma, big tech that's oftentimes ran by big money. There's definitely a, an agenda that Satan has uh, for the body of Christ. On a personal level, for me, uh, the family has really thrived in the midst of 2020, but I really knew early on that God was calling our ministry to the front lines of the battle. I was actually coming back from Canada in 2020 in February, and God said to me, in the time of silence, I'm calling a remnant to engage in spiritual violence. And I really didn't know exactly at the time how that fit, but when March came around and most of the worldwide shutdowns took place, I knew that COVID-19 was that time of silence. And on the front lines, my role was to call the body of Christ uh, to engage in spiritual violence, which 
I define as wholehearted obedience to Jesus. So uh, on a personal level, uh, it's just, it's been amazing uh, being on the front lines. We've traveled to 15 states in 2020, had an incredible year and uh, just was, was good, good to be out there not in the midst of fear, but really what I discovered was people full of faith, uh, ready to be serious about their faith. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So from your perspective, you mentioned the Trojan horse. That's some really good stuff there. Totally agree. What do you think God is doing through COVID-19? It's clear that he's shaking the earth, that he's revealing what can't be shaken. He's exposing motives and attitudes of believers individually, but also the foundations of churches. There's a lot of things that I think will look back on the year 2020 as a catalyst for so much change, uh, both good and bad. So again, from your perspective, what do you think God's doing through COVID-19? Yeah, I think that you just hit on several really good points. I, I really believe COVID-19 has come to the shores of the church primarily to help us to see the difference between the goats and the sheep, the wheat and the tare, the harlot bride and the consecrated bride. Really think it with shaking comes a revealing or a revelation of who really uh, is for real or not. So I think in America, you know, as someone that's traveled, Paul, you know, I've been to more than 15 foreign countries now, you know, the church has always thrived around the world under intense persecution and suffering. And oftentimes the gospel that we have received and many have preached in America, it just doesn't fit into um, just a worldwide suffering. And so, you know, it, it was sort of, I, I, I was mentioning this to you the other day, the gospel in America has become this weird cocktail of prosperity gospel and then mixed with this theology that the world is only going to get better. And so COVID-19 happens, you know, fear and, and all this stuff comes. We're talking about a virus with a 99 percent survival rate right. and and people are afraid churches are shutting down you know people are asking the questions well if covid-19 was around during the days of jesus or the first century church would they meet and my response is when the disciples of the first century church met they met under the 99% chance of certain death and persecution so really what 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 is covid-19 revealed i mean i just think it's revealed you know our foundations how in are we really the gospel that we've believed uh if i think paul it's just it's it's mere shakings we're in tremors we're in uh, we're in the beginning stages of labor pains in the earth and so i think 2020 was a time where many people felt like they weren't where they were supposed to be and I just wanted to speak to someone that's listening today that 2020 might not have been where you wanted to be in your faith, 
but you have an opportunity this year in 2021 to really get serious, to get devoted, to embrace persecution and suffering that is part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, The Bible says that all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end shall be saved. And so we've got to find a generation willing to stand firm in their faith. Jeremiah, that's so good. I love your perspective there. You mentioned the prosperity gospel and some of the roots that were exposed there. When you say or you mention the prosperity gospel for someone who may not be completely familiar, can you explain or touch more on what that means to you and what you've seen? Yeah, I think that just a simple answer, you know, in Matthew, Jesus, you know, it's it's deny yourself, he says to his disciples, pick up your cross and follow me. So a simple definition of the gospel is it's a gospel of self-denial, where a gospel that's often preached in America is what I call a gospel of self-preservation, where people sort of add Jesus and, and oftentimes they accept Jesus and houses and cars and material possessions and almost want to accept Jesus and use him to get what they want. And that is where we commercialize and we merchandise the gospel and turn it into something that it was never intended to be. So I think that when we say prosperity gospel, it's a gospel that's looking to accommodate a worldly lifestyle rather than recognize that the gospel of self-denial seeks to crucify a worldly lifestyle and, and really get us to say, not my will, not what I want, but Lord, what you want, your will be done. Yes, that's right in line with what Paul wrote, that he was crucified to the world and the world crucified to him and that he had determined to know nothing among them except Christ crucified. You mentioned that in 2020, you were in 15 states ministering in the body of Christ. How did you see the body of Christ respond to COVID-19, both positively and negatively? I think on a positive note, most of where I travel is what I would call remnant Christians or remnant churches. And what I mean by that is remnant churches and remnant Christians, their response to COVID-19 was not fear, it was boldness and courage. So we were going into states like California that were on lockdown, shut down, but the churches refused to shut their doors. So where we were gathered, it was almost under the threat of persecution or even being arrested. And yet what I found on a positive light is we saw thousands of people who were screaming, they were on fire, they were worshiping passionately, they were very responsive. I mean, I can tell you in 10 years of traveling ministry, I never saw the level of hunger in 2020 that I saw around the body of Christ. So I had a really positive 
um, experience with remnant Christians and believers in 2020. And then, of course, in a negative light, I think that you have a lot of the sleeping church who closed up shop in 2020 no plans of reopening until maybe 2021. So I think in a negative light, you had a lot of the church actually forfeit a calendar, again, for the sake of preserving their comforts and their conveniences, where I think foundationally, if the gospel is about self-sacrifice and self-denial, we had a real opportunity to put the power of God on display in 2020. Yeah, you know that the uh, local news here in Indianapolis came out and interviewed me when we opened on Mother's Day, May 10th in 2020. And I mistakenly thought that everyone else would open back up as soon as the government allowed us to gather. And much to my surprise and dismay, many churches remained completely closed for several more months. And then they slowly began to reopen with all types of restrictions. And I remember telling the reporter when she came in, you know, she asked me, what's different? And I said, what's different is we're allowed to meet, you know, the the way that the government responded and really, I think, infringed upon our First Amendment rights to be able to meet and worship and impeded that process was really uh, quite an interesting topic for discussion last year in 2020. So, Jeremiah, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any closing thoughts about COVID-19 and COVID culture, anything else you've seen that you think would be beneficial for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, just in closing, you know, even Paul, as you just said, I mean, my perception of COVID-19 is it really was a type of Philistine giant in the land. It was shouting from abortion clinics and liquor stores and, and strip clubs, uh, I'm more essential and you're not. It, it was mocking the church. And as you mentioned, this wasn't about the government in many places telling churches they, they weren't, they couldn't meet. This was about a real spirit of fear and a lack of a backbone, a shallow gospel that we have believed that got exposed in America. So in closing, the reason why governments shut down houses of worship is because we have become houses of entertainment. I actually told a leader the government had a right to shut down churches and not recognize them as houses of worship because we've become houses of entertainment. I believe even the government recognize how far we have fallen from our mandate. And now is the time we have an opportunity. We have an open window. The church is essential. The gospel is essential. We are called to be a house of worship, not an altar of Baal, not a house of entertainment. So I'm believing that as we start this new year in 2021, people will wake up, recognize the religious liberties that we're losing every day and get serious. Jeremiah, thanks so much for joining me on That Won't Preach today. Guys, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Don't give in to fear, shame, anxiety. Be bold for Jesus Christ. Go tell someone about the Lord.